Oh, you think that we're not prepped normally. This is a new record. Welcome to episode 186 of Mike White's podcast. See, it's 187, and I even wrote down the wrong number. That just shows the lack of preparedness that goes into today. Uh, as usual, joined by KC. Hello. And as we are throughout the World Cup, joined by Alex Benison. How are you going, mate? Yeah, not bad, mate. Are you? Uh, I'm better now. I've had a bit of a rush day. Uh, just got back from the doctors with my daughter, which wasn't great, but everything is fine. Uh, it wasn't fine this morning. On a lighthearted note, though, I, I have thought of a, a new name for the podcast during the England this England series. Now, I know what you're thinking. The obvious name would be the Mighty Lions podcast. But no, looking at the makeup of this podcast, I've gone with the Three Whites podcast. The Three Whites? <laughs> oh, look at us. Yeah. There's three I mean... lions, there's three white lads here. <laughs> it's, not well... it's not dispelling the white supremacy thing. But, you know. Yeah. Well, KC, what you have to remember is that it's a very underrepresented group in podcasting. Mm. Well, I'm also, hoping that, <laughs> I'm also hoping that we get some one-off listens from people who would think we were called the Free Whites. Um, <laughs> I just misheard it. But, um, yeah, so anyway, you, you can use that if you want to. Yeah, I, I mean, the name that you picked for the podcast originally is in, in, enough of an issue without us <laughs> branching out into even worse ones. <laughs> Turns um, out, if I'm left unchecked, I'd lean towards white supremacy, which who would have yeah, thought? Yeah, not even politically, just by accident, because you don't think naming things through. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, so the there's been, well, we had seven games so far, with another one in, like, 45 minutes. Uh, I, I, think not... if you ca- I think if you count the amount of stoppage time in these games, we've actually had eight. Yeah, that was... Um, that's probably been the big change. That and they're going strict on corners again, unless England are playing. It's not been the least uh, fan, really. <laughs> uh, but we'll we'll go somewhat chronologically. The opener I thought was very dull after the first sort of twenty minutes. Yeah, Ecuador got in front, kept played keep away for a while, and. Um... Well, that was the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got that boring at the pub, me and KT, in the second half, just started going through retro players instead. That's understandable. That's always a good time. Yeah, because I, I, I made the massive mistake of thinking that Joe Cole scored that goal against Sweden in 2012. Um, and I clearly mixed that up with, I think, Zlatan's overhead kick. Yeah, I'm not sure what year that was, but. When, when I think about that Joko goal, I know that that's 2006. What I refuse to believe is that that was 16 and a bit years ago. Mm. What, I'm, I'm, what I'm saying he is... Was, he was 19 in your head when he scored that goal. No, but 2006 was eight years ago. And that's just the way it is. <laughs> Num- numbers be damned. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Time. It's it's just a construct, man. We don't need to follow it. I'm not that old. <laughs> I'm just not. But yeah, uh, Ecuador very comfortable in this. It could have been more. If and I think if they'd have put the foot down, it probably would have been. But that was like Asian team number one did not go well. So you thought, right? Never mind. They won the Asia Cup and stuff, but they didn't have to qualify. You didn't have to think much of it. Game two, Asian team didn't look great. No. England six, Iran two. 
Um, fucking Southgate is so negative. Yeah, look at us all lambasting <laughs> and all thinking, yeah, he's going to play three at the back. Trent might end up in centre mid. The yeah. bastard. Looking at the predictions, like we mocked you, KC, for saying 5-1 because Southgate's way too negative for it to be that. And it was even higher scoring than that. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I yeah, can stretch as, quite as far as calling it an eight-goal thriller, but um, yeah, somewhat free-flowing from England. Yeah. Southgate tactically, you know, heard everybody going, nah, three at the back, it's so negative. He went, nah, fuck you, we're going to play two at the back. Yep, and, and it was too because Trippier and Shaw were just on the wing, weren't they? Really? It was a <laughs> but the difference it makes just as much as it's the back three, it was how f- much freer our central midfield was. Because you've got Rice sitting and then you've got Mount and Bellingham both able to just go. I mean, it's almost it probably borders on a drinking game at this point, but it was a without the man marking, the shape was a little bit Bielsa. <laughs> like it was a little bit 4-1-4-1 <laughs> there, there was something I really enjoyed towards the end um, and it must have been about the 85 minute mark when Declan Rice picked up the ball and was bombing to goal as if it was like nil-nil with the five minutes to go and you're like Declan, Declan come on, calm it down I know you want in on this but yeah. everyone else is just jogging now and yeah, so uh... I'm just trying to remember the order of the goals. So, first goal, um, Luke Shaw, really good cross. Jude Bellingham with an excellent header. Uh, weirdly, we, me and Alex, were we watched this one in the pub and we were just on about, you know, goals in the team and stuff. Because was it this just after Maguire had hit the bar? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we were on about your thing of Maguire being the third highest scorer in the squad and that's the main thing that gets him in. Well, thinking, and I was just on the, on the tip of my tongue about to say... Has Bellingham got one for England yet? And he rolls like a sound and heads in beautifully. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, right, well, he has now. Uh, he, weirdly, I didn't actually think he played particularly well up until the goal. And then he scored the goal and then he was the best player on the field. By quite a long way. It's, uh, it's slightly scary how good he could be. Mm. Bear in mind, you know, was he, he was in... Was he in the Euro squad? Yeah, he uh, he came off the bench a couple of times. So he was, what was he, just 18 at that point? I think he was still 17. Well, he he was the youngest tournament appearance maker and then got beaten like the next fixture by a Polish lad that came on, didn't he? Yeah, that Kasper Kozlowski, who I think is a... He might be out on loan, but I think he's at Brighton. Mm. Uh, Yeah, so he was 17... 17 years, 349 days. And six days later, Kozlowski broke the record. Great work. Yeah. <laughs> Stunning shithousery there from Mateusz yeah. Klicks, Poland. So, yeah, uh, that's 1-0. Bakayo Saka scores a really good one for the second. Um, just really good finish in off the bar. And the third one played the way through quite well. To, the t- Bellingham turns down a ball inside to Sterling, who's clean for one goal, goes to Kane. And in the pub, I went, oh, God, needs to go inside. And then Kane crosses it and Sterling scored anyway. One of them where... I really like Kane's movement for that once he got in possession because he just did that thing of just stopping and then going half a second later. 
mm. just gave him that half yard in front of the in front of the fullback and the cross. It, Sterling got to it that easily that what without paying attention to it the first time, I just assumed he was offside. He was that far in front of everyone else. But no, just given acres of space. Yeah, but so it ended up being a very stress-free first half for everyone except for the Iranian doctors. Um, how I'm assuming they've sacked that doctor, right? I don't think he'll get sacked because he may have done that under orders. Like we'll never yeah. know. But I, I, I you know, I'm not. I'm not saying Carlos Kiros has no faith in his other goalkeepers, but like this guy can't see straight. And he's gone. Yeah, leave him on. Yeah, because he was down for like 13 minutes. Uh, Bayron Van, that's his name, isn't it? And I mean, it was a good touch that he got on the cross to get it clear and just went head first into. Took, it was like watching Shibata and Okada. That's how bad the headbutt was. It was just completely laid out. And. Every single person watching it is that they're going, well, he has a very bad concussion and needs to come off immediately. And they just keep stuffing tissue up his nose and going, he'll be fine. It's just a little concussion. It's it's still good. It's still good. The how how football is still doing this. Have they learned nothing from the NFL? And and the number of lawsuits. Yeah. The amount of money. That was had to be paid out. Are you just looking at it and go, but why chance it? You know, it's already 3 0. Let's just come on, son. Yeah. I mean, Off you just the... over there. Keep well, stumbling. I mean, well, was it? It was at the time of the injury, it was, it was nil, still 0 0. It was still 0 0. Oh, was it still? Oh, yeah, fair. Uh, it was still 0 0 at the time of the injury, but the. It did show that they must have no faith in their second choice keeper. And then you know what else shows a lack of faith in your backup keepers? Iran have picked four goalkeepers in their 26 man squad. They really don't have any. It's Bayern van der Bust for them. Yet when I play football <laughs> manager, I'm not allowed to just pick two. No, you, no one's allowed to. You have to have three. No. I don't know why, but you do. Um, so yeah, good, good first half. Ran away with it. It was pretty comfortable. And you're thinking, well, it's England. They will just sit back and not really go for it. And although they didn't they didn't do what ridiculous in terms of pushing forward, they did keep going. Uh Saka made it four in the uh just after the hour mark. Uh cut inside well on his left and finished. I still think looking back at it that Bellingham he was definitely beyond the last man and he was stood right in front of the goalkeeper. I I think at nil-nil they might have kicked up more of a stink and it might have ended up getting disallowed. But then, Harry Maguire's still Harry Maguire. <laughs> he'd had a really, he genuinely had a really good game. And he must have had a knock at some point that no one saw. And then he, get, he ran come forward, the player balling behind him, and he barely even reacts to the runner going past him. And it's a good finish from Erteremi, who is their best player by a distance. Uh, it was a shame to lose a clean sheet. And it, it's a, it was a... You couldn't go as far as a worry because you scored six, but the fact that they conceded that goal that easily doesn't bode well for playing against better sides. It'd be fine when Ben White's in. I, mean, well, you... I think the other thing is as well, Maguire's 
Maguire's probably out for the rest of the group stage now, isn't he? If that was a concussion sub, I'm not sure what the rules are now, whether he's 10 days no matter what, or whether it's only 10 days if it's then proven to be a concussion. I'm not sure how it works. Mm. Well, the the BBC, was it BBC or ITV? I can't remember which one it was on. Either or, one of the, one of them basically said they checked on him and he was all right. Apparently, it wasn't a concussion or something like that. He was just feeling dizzy. So whether it's the heat that had got to him and just couldn't properly see straight, but he yeah. instantly went, went over to the bench and just went, "Yeah, I need and, to come off." And That's after a the big g- swing, yeah, and <laughs> after the game, just before I left the pub, they did show that he did actually send a signal before the goal. Like over to the bench, like waving his hands, going, I'm not late here. I mean, why they didn't just take him off as soon as he said it, I'm not sure. But, you know, when too you compare them, you too compare it to the Iranians. <laughs> um, but that seemed to get them mad up. Uh, Marcus Rashford's basic, wasn't Marcus Rashford's basically last touch for England missing that penalty in the Euros final? And then yes. his next touch, and then his next is... touch is scoring this. <laughs> yeah, his, his, last, his last game for England was. Um, was the yeah. final so he's not played since yeah. so yeah he comes on and then within three touches yeah. it was actually a really good commentary I can't, I can't remember who it was who was doing it for the BBC but it, the commentary line was essentially uh, Marcus Rashford's first touch good second touch and with his third he scored I'm like that's ah, shit commentary if he doesn't score at the end of it but it's worked yeah. out pretty nicely otherwise <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't really pay any attention to commentary with it being in the pub, but it was, you know, if if he has some confidence back, which he seems to do, it becomes a much stronger option. And he's a bit more, it's a different sort of winger. I would. I don't think I'd ever play him as the nine, but he's a different sort of winger well, to you, some of the other options. You guys got to watch this one because I was I was at school and kind of having to, to flip between rooms to, to catch as much of the game as I could. As I could. So I didn't see I didn't see much at this point of the game, um, but obviously he seems to be in the right midfield position there, which is not somewhere you see him often. Was was he on a striker at this point, or was he a winger? No, no he, he was on the right. right wing, I think. Yeah, it's just odd you just don't see him there very often. No, he normally on the wing. He's normally on the left, isn't he? But... Yeah, because he, yeah, he still he... comes inside like an inside forward. And finishes with his left. But we saw it at the end of end of the game that after the next sub when Kane went off and Harry, um, I called him Harry Wilson then Callum Wilson came on. Uh, the four that were up front can interchange in between what positions they play. Like with Foden can play in the middle or on the left. Jack really can play either side. Rashford can go up top or play on both wings. Like the the four of them interchange really well. Yeah, they did. Um, it was just some nice stuff. And it was nice to see Callum Wilson get on because he was stood on the touchline and he was going to come on. And then with the injuries, they put him back down. You thought, oh, is he not going to get to play? But came back on. Uh, and fair play for the unselfishness because he was running through on goal in a game that's already won. When you don't get to play for England that often anyway, and this is your, de- your debut at a World Cup, massive chance. And he squares it to Jack Grealish for a tapping. I mean, it was exactly it was the right thing to do, but his brain must have been screaming shoot. <laughs> I, 
I can only imagine what Alan Shearer was shouting when he saw that as seeing a Newcastle player go through on goal like that and just thinking, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't give a shit that Jack Grealish has scored. Hit it, man. What the Newcastle player, damn it. You've got to be scoring there, haven't you? <laughs> and then right at the end, I deliberately sort of mi- missed off talking about the first decision in detail. Cross comes in, there is a little bit of a shirt pull, and Iran get a penalty on VAR. I can live with them giving a penalty for that, even though it's a bit soft. What I can't live with them doing is not giving the Harry Maguire one in the first half, which is, they have now given, I think, three penalties for stuff at crosses, and Maguire, the one on Maguire is still the most blatant one of the tournament, and they didn't give it. Is- and I'm just failing to understand why. You, you said it to me because again, this is this is not something I saw until I watched the highlights, yeah. and it's the fact that the defender is when he when he takes him down essentially is back to the ball, cannot see any of it, and just wrestles him to the ground. If the, you know if this was this was the penalty that I believe Harry Maguire probably won against Panama yeah. at the last World Cup, it's <laughs> it's the same thing. Um, and how that how that got given or didn't get given, and the other one did, I I don't know. But that meant that you know we'd seen two Asian sides in the tournament, and they both looked really poor. We'll keep that in mind in case it comes up later. Um, did you did you both get to see a, a decent amount of the Senegal Netherlands game? Uh, yeah, I stayed at the pub after you left. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I I got to see it as well. Um, it wasn't a great game, but I thought the Dutch were the, like comfortably the better side throughout. Like, I don't even think it was like loads of shots more and stuff. I just thought they looked better on the ball and they looked more confident. It was the sort of game though where Senegal will probably watch it back and think, eh, maybe we could have got some. Yeah, what it what a the first half specifically looked quite even going forwards. Mm. I mean, if it weren't for a few Van Dyke interceptions and blocks, Senegal probably thought they uh, probably thought they deserved to nick a one 0 lead going into half time because they did have some good chances and they pressed them quite well. Yeah, um, I d- I didn't reckon much to Netherlands playing five. 3-2 and having Gakpo in the middle of their midfield, it just didn't seem like that suited him. But then yeah. obviously in the second half, when they do change things around, is when he pops up with his goal. Yeah. Uh, in, like for, for Senegal, I thought his male Assar looked really good. Obviously, we've seen him at Watford and we know he's a good player, but he really sh- he really shone in this game. Uh, Idrissa Gay went close with a decent effort, didn't he? And like they forced a, they forced a couple of saves out of him. Was it Noppert, their goalkeeper, which was weird because that was his debut for Holland in the World Cup, which is a mental yeah. thing to happen. I, I, think, I, I think that Trump's giving Scott Carson his debut in that Croatia game now. I would no, I would argue playing Croatia basically winner qualifies you go out is probably bigger than Senegal in the first group game. You can recover if this goes wrong. <laughs> I don't. Know, you could. Mentally, Sky, so you could have a bit of an Alex Smithy situation where if it all goes horribly wrong, it could be it could be made to rue that for the rest of his life. Yeah, 
Well, they, uh, they, you know, it was a fairly even game, but I do think that the Dutch looked better. And then later on, little bit of little bit of quality told was a really good cross from her Frankie De Jong. Gakpo gets up ahead of Edouard Mendy, who comes out and gets nowhere near it. Bad goalkeeping, good head of a one nil. And for this, and then for the goal in like the 98th, 99th minute, because there's so much stoppage time in every game. Fairly weak shot. Mendy just parries it straight out to David Klassen, who scores 2-0. Ended up comfortable, but it didn't look it for a long time. But I'm just wondering what the hell has happened to Edward Mendy this season. It went from n- people barely knew who he was to winning FIFA goalkeeper of the year to getting dropped by Chelsea and just looking dreadful in space of about three years. Yeah, it, it's got to it's got to be a confidence. It's you know what, like this season, I think the main turning point is when he played against you and he had that howler. Mm. Like, for the, was it the opening goal that uh, Aronson scored that just yeah that, off him because he took that too was long the on first the one. You mean yeah. the background image and, here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Any and then ever since then he's struggled and obviously I think even. Even Chelsea still aren't 100% sure whether it's going to be Kepa or Mendy that are going to be number one. But It looks like it to... looks like Potter Potter really fancies Kepa by the looks of it. And he's actually yeah. started to look like the goalkeeper he was about three years ago again. A bit less argumentative. And he's got the face on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, solid win for Netherlands, who they they weren't as good as I thought they were going to be. But it's an okay start for my Gakpo ends up top scorer. At least he got one. That's something to give me a start. Um, and then the, the night game, which uh, we watched in a different bar. Uh, USA won, Wales won. I thought this was probably the pick of the first four games. Probably the, the second best game of the tournament so far. Um, and it was yeah, very, but... very stereotype game of two halves because USA were miles better side in first half and Wales were better side in second. As, yeah, as all, all... Oh, go on, Alex. Hey, hey, hey. Um, poor Dan James, it all went better for Wales when he came off. They, yeah. they just seemed to work better with Kiefer Moore up top. I mean, I mean, turns out Kiefer Moore is the best player in the world. <laughs> and when but... you were, you know. You 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 finally give a player like Gareth Bale the support he needs with Kiefer Moore. Well, different Casey, I team. I don't know if you remember, but it's only obviously a few weeks ago that we were previewing the Bournemouth game, talking about Leeds and Bournemouth, and I was saying to you, so who in their team worries you the most? And you know, they all they may have technically better players, but we were both going, it's Kiefer Moore, isn't it? it is He's just going to bully us. <laughs> <laughs> but he he really did make that much difference. Like in the first half, the USA were just the better side right through. They constantly looked better. And the goal, you know, really good through ball from Pulisic. Timothy Way, a really good finish. And without the change, it looked like they were going to run away with it. And then you go from no focal point up front to someone you can just hit when you're under pressure and everything turns. They would just have the, they would just have the ball around the US penalty area for regular spells during that second half. First half, there was nothing. There was nothing 
over the top because you've you've got some pretty good athletes in the US in the US backline. So and, and Dan James doesn't make the most intelligent of runs at the best of no. times. No, he doesn't. But if he'd have done his normal thing and got caught offside once, I'd have won quite a bit of money. <laughs> it's the only thing that let me down. Dan James lets someone down again. Little scum bastard. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like first half, Bale was feeding off scraps and, and James and Wilson barely had a kick. Mm. Like, you know, it, it turns out, yeah, bring on the big lad. Something I didn't realise until just now because I just glanced at the stats. You know, USA only had one shot on target. I said to you last night, like, in terms of the actual chances, like, they had all the possession, but every shot they had was from range, like, outside mm. of the goal. Um, mm. I, I don't remember. Um, it was Hennessy that started, wasn't it? For them? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. Well, clearly it wasn't at this point. But, yeah, I don't ever remember him being challenged in the first half. I think it was all 25-yard shots for the most part. Mm. Uh, and I do briefly want to mention the absolutely world-class, world-beating, amazing uh, professional foul by Acosta in the 95th minute when uh, their keepers, the USA keeper, um, who was it called? Matt Turner, has come out and cleared the ball and got caught on the ball. He's at the feet of Gareth Bale near the halfway line, but Matt Turner is 25 yards off his line and you're definitely back in the score and Acosta just comes in, no! Bang! Foul! <laughs> <laughs> Yellow card! <laughs> and he's just like, and I literally, I shouted in the bar, go oh, good defending! <laughs> I even wanted, seemed... Wales, I wanted Wales to win, despite the Leeds United influence in the American side. I really, I always want the home nation sides to win. But I did say, oh, great defending, because I just love to see that. <laughs> it's It was a tackle that Solskjaer would have been proud of. Bang, kick. <laughs> Step away from just jumping on his back. Just like, no, not a shit. Bale has it left on, on his left foot. He's already got his head up. Wow. I think Such in this difference. game, Wales' main contributor, and I didn't reckon that he'd, he'd be as good as what he did, was, but in the second half, Ethan Ampadu had a right game. He seemed to have a good game. The second half, we didn't get to see as well as the first half because the pub, the pub quiz were at. They did still have the game on, but it started during the second half, so we didn't see. I probably didn't take it in, in as much detail as I did the first, but I thought in the end, from what I saw, I thought a point was about fair for each. And it's a good result for England because it's not nailed on that we beat America, but it does mean that if we beat the USA, we're through. Yeah. Which is a safe bet, I think. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go as far as safe. I mean, can you not remember the Scotland game in the US? <laughs> it was awful. Um, yeah, but, but even a draw for us is a good result. Oh, it's it's fine. A draw would be absolutely fine. Uh, the So the, the main thing from the start was that the teams from Asia were absolute shite and just there to make up the numbers and it's a complete waste of time. Argentina won, Saudi Arabia too. I, I, I could not believe what I was watching. Not, could, not from that first half. I couldn't believe I got to watch as much of this game as I did. Yeah, because you'll have been at work still. 
Yeah, just going from that first half of technically Argentina did score four goals, but three of them were offside because none of them could hold a run. But and also, I mean, I mean, no, that uh, that Latoa Martinez one is. I don't care what anyone says. That's not offside. <laughs> it's the one where it's his arm. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's his arm. He's offside by about a tenth of an inch. It's just not offside. Listen, listen, Jack. I I, I can say <laughs> this from experience. A tenth of, of an inch is very important. Well, yeah, when it's half of your toe. <laughs> but the uh, yeah, they were, I mean, they were all over them. But the thing that I found, and they obviously had all those ones in my hand, but the thing I found really interesting was I was fully expecting Saudi Arabia to sit on the edge of the box and just defend. But they actually pressed and held a really high line. And although they got a bit lucky with some of the decisions... Their plan was to push up high and catch him offside. And it worked. Like, it was good management. Uh, I mean, Herve Renard has managed, like, I don't know how many. It feels like about seven different teams in Africa. It's probably three. I mean, and he's I won mean, the AFCON and everything. My, my favourite the favorite point coming out of this one going, uh, he's the only manager to lose to Boston United in League Two and beat Argentina at the World Cup. Yeah. What a managerial career. Yeah, Cambridge it's, United, it's, 2004. <laughs> it's, a, it, it's an Argentinian side as well that were one game away from breaking Italy's record of the uh, most consecutive games without a loss. Yeah, did you see who was third in that list, by the way? Was it England around sort of to like 2020, 2021? No, it was Algeria up to last year because Algeria flew through their qualifying, but because of the way African qualifying works, you still have to have a playoff. And they absolutely battered the way through qualifying and then got beat by Cameroon at the end. After <laughs> it was just, I mean, it's like, oh, they need to change that. That's so me. <laughs> you can't do that. But no, um, yeah, uh, Argentina got one up, Messi penalty. Uh bit soft, but fair enough. Um, and they are completely on top. They have all the goals disallowed. And then at the start of the second half, Saudi Arabia managed to get forward twice. And both goals are absolutely outstanding finishes. The first one, little pass into him, and he the uh, Al Sherry runs he runs uh, Christian Romero on his outside. Good touch to get away from him. Really good finish because he does not... If that ball isn't right in the corner, Martinez serves it. And it's it's right by the post. It's a brilliant finish. And then the second one, uh, Aldasari cutting inside on his right and curling it into the top corner. Martinez gets fingertips on it. I think he'll probably watch it back and think he should serve it, but it was a really good finish. I mean, the... He does, he does, obviously, he does get the hand to it, but, I mean, I don't think he, even even when he's in that position, I don't think he's expecting that shot. I no. think that's what's caught him off guard. He's expecting someone to to uh, press him and get to him and, and force either a worse shot than that or get a deflection to it. Because, like, even during the first half, both teams were flying into challenges in this game. Yeah, though I mean there was a shed load of yellow cards, um, which 
I was expecting a fair few, but I think in the end, Saudi Arabia had like six or seven. There was a couple that were for time wasting at the end, admittedly, but there were it's flying. The international in. teams get fines for not controlling their players. Uh, if they do, this will count as well. I was going to say because it's it's five, isn't it? I think yeah, you need for for that one. So, uh, I, I, the one thing I love is as much as as we all predicted Argentina to hammer them, and I don't see this going anywhere other than Saudi Arabia still not making it out of the group. It it is probably the biggest the biggest upset in the history of the World Cup. Um, I think, I think I, the, the data analytics, arguments. I think the data analytics that I saw. I, I suppose it depends on who performs at any given time, but the the previous one, according to them, was the USA beating England at Belo Horizonte in nineteen fifty, which was which they said the US had a nine and a half percent chance of winning. Uh, whereas according to them, sacrifice. You think it's Scott Steiner as soon as that smile crept on your face. Um, that Saudi Arabia apparently had a, an eight point seven chance uh, percent chance of victory today. I'll so. tell you what I think makes this one the biggest one. You know, even if you take away the actual stats. Hmm. The USA had to do it from nil-nil and win one-nil. It was one-nil to Argentina. Yeah. Like, it's it's that's the thing that makes it so much more unlikely. Like, that it was a comeback. And, look, everyone loves a World Cup upset. Everyone does. I'd rather it was someone else that did it than Saudi Arabia for all of the many million obvious reasons. But, it did sort of make me appreciate England's result a bit more. And I think, God, it is a, you beat anyone in the World Cup, that sort of score you've done, it's a really good result. And because we were all yeah. sort of taking it a little bit for granted, I think. And then seeing Argentina get beat has made everyone stand up and go, oh no, that is a really hell of a performance. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to have a look now, actually, as to what. Iran did at the I say like Iran got to the semi-finals of the Asia Cup in, in 2019 as well. Mm. Lost to uh lost to Japan. Um so you know it's it's not as if it they've sort of come out of nowhere for this one. They've had a a decent run leading up to the tournament anyway. In that in, in terms but, of tournaments anyway. The the issue for Saudi Arabia now going forward is they have lost women's rights. <laughs> Sorry, <than that. laughs> uh, they've lost two players out of that game because one of the strikers pulled up and had to go off, and then the second one, oh god, knees I, him I put, in the face. I had, I had put that out of my head until just now. There was me thinking that the poorly the poorly ran keeper had had it bad. This one, Jesus Christ. I, I have not seen this, by the way. I, I saw that the game was was stopped for another long injury, but I didn't see uh, it. It's a good piece of goalkeeping. The keeper comes flying out to punch clear. In the process, he hits the best flying knee you've ever seen straight to the jaw of his teammate. <laughs> like he's after it happened, like he is the one immediately signaling because the ref let play go on. And I'll tell you why he let play go on. He got starstruck because the ball felt a messy. <laughs> 
And he went, I'm not blowing, I am not blowing up and stopping Messi from scoring this. And we clear it off the line and everything. It's really good defending. Saudi Arabia defended so well. It was really a really good performance. But they played on for ages before we stopped it. And the keeper is sat like with his head in his hands. Because he's like, I might have just killed my friend. I mean, he absolutely nailed him with his knee. It was like for Kenny Omega V trigger, but shoot. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was more surprising that, again, the doctors let him get to his feet and it looked like they were going to let him walk off the pitch. And he took one step and went, Oh, God, no, I don't know where I am. And they had to stretch I mean, him off in yeah, the end. He did, he did give like a thumbs up. So I think he's probably long term okay. But you weren't sure when you first saw it. Also, <laughs> They keep showing them over and over and over and over again on the TV coverage when it's a really bad head injury. You probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> it just let's weirdly, look at it again in super slow motion. Weirdly, the, it doesn't get me in the same way that you know someone breaking the leg does. Like that makes me cringe, and I can watch it. I think it's from watching combat sports. Someone just getting knocked the fuck out doesn't bother me in the same way, but. It, you still, what if it causes, you don't want 10 different angles of the moment your career ended when you get really smashed in. All you've got to think back is back to uh, Euro 2020 and Christian Eriksen. Oh, let's zoom in between that guy's legs. Yeah. Yeah, at least we haven't had anything that bad. Um, there isn't really a great deal to say about the last couple of games, I don't think. Uh, Dem did, you, did you both watch Denmark Tunis here? Unfortunately. I wish I, I mean, didn't. It, it was. It wasn't absolutely awful, but it wasn't much better than that. Yeah. It, it, what did we? What did we all say on the last podcast? Oh yeah, everyone's saying that uh, Denmark are going to be uh, dark horses and in the same vein as Turkey. They really didn't look up to much in that game. Uh, no, like we were saying that they might not be as good as people reckon, but we did all predict them to win this, right? And they didn't. Yeah. Um, that wasn't great. And then I missed the first half of Mexico v Poland. Well, first sort of hour, really. Uh, but I've oh, I've seen Guillermo Ochoa's uh, penalty save from Lewandowski. Of course he did, because when it's the World Cup, it becomes Levy Ashin. Uh, he's done this before. But people, if you saw more of the game, was it? Did one of the sides particularly deserve to win? Mexico, in my opinion, I think deserved it more than anything. The the way they were getting in behinds and uh, and using the wing backs, uh, Lozano obviously with his pace is always going to be struggling. But it seemed to be more uh, their left back that was causing Mike Cash problems because Mike Cash played in the Prem obviously likes to come forward and yeah, originally it was a right winger, wasn't he, for Forest? Where he I, th I think originally, originally I think he might have even been a centre mid. <laughs> it comes, I think he played both. But you could tell that he was being pulled out of position and this left-back were getting in behind quite a bit. So it, it's, it looks good for Poland that they got a point. But obviously Lewandowski will be kicking himself. And this really annoys me, the fact that we're um, oh, seven games in and I picked to have seven penalties. We've had five and four of them have been scored. Yeah, what what we we for? Uh, me and Casey had nineteen and seventeen respectively. So we'll see. Um, that is, and that is all the games that have been. Uh, 
I, out of seven games, only have three, like, the correct team winning. <laughs> so I've only got six points and they've got no scores. Uh, in case I've just realised has... That's two. Four. Not that. Uh, you might be even lower, Casey. <laughs> um... Oh no, because you had, draw. Draw. you had a draw. You had a you had a draw in Mexico, Poland. So you also have six. Uh, Alex, on the other hand, has sixteen because <laughs> he, ah. he had two. He had two Ecuador, which was dead on, and he had one one USA Wales, which was also dead on. So he's a. But you, Casey, you did have the brave shout of Qatar winning, which is what. <laughs> and when that first goal got disallowed. I thought you might be onto we're, something. We were all thinking it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, you know, what? Uh, which game have we got coming up in? Uh, we've got France for Australia in like eight minutes. For what it's worth, we put them out on Twitter early today. I've got 2 1 France. Casey's got 3 0 France. Alex has got 4 0. Um, we, we're probably better off. Are we better off just tweeting out predictions again? Just seeing yeah. as we're so close to kickoff time anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll do that. But what I will say is then, based on the opening round of fixtures, has anything really jumped out at you that you think has changed how you're thinking about the tournament? Yeah, if you if you are there, don't pre-book uh, train tickets or anything because with stoppage time, you are missing that train. <laughs> um, I, I, I am slightly more confident about England's chances for what it's worth. And I feel I was a little bit too disrespectful to Wales because I honestly thought they were going to lose all three group games. I thought you were going to say Gareth Southgate for a second there. No, because I've I haven't been. I just think he's a bit too negative, and he what? See, look, would it... there it is again. That lack of respect for Gareth Watts' his name. <laughs> That's the one thing. I mean, there was a load of people putting on Twitter like, "Oh, you really? You should be eating some humble pie about that." What? Because everyone said stop playing a five and play a four, and then he did, and we scored six. <laughs> that isn't humble pie that's him doing what we said <laughs> yeah but what are you going to be angry at then Jack that's the problem you, you need something to be angry about the Tories look at him he's weak willed <laughs> he's bound to the pressure of the people uh, no yeah, I, like, honestly it's, it's been it's been really nice to see England put in a performance like that especially for your opener make a bit of a statement um and also, I mean, the teams that have played so far, there's realistically, I think, only Argentina who you would have said could be contenders to win it. And I and I do include England in that, but I, I think that they're not in my three or four that I would have down as finalists. Yeah. I must um, admit also, just on the side note, when it comes to Argentina, I think they've sort of got away with one with Poland and Mexico drawing as well. Hmm. There's only one point down both. If one of them wins, they don't really have any margin for error after that. They could still, they could still maybe get through if they get four points from the last two. If they get lucky, and if they get six, we, if they get six now, they're, they're pretty much guaranteed to. They're guaranteed to go through. You say, yeah. I did, now that you put it like that, as I think about it, because I did, I said earlier, like I still don't think Saudi Arabia will get out of the group, and I just think like, I know a point might do it for them. <laughs> Yeah, like if they with, with, could snag a draw 
if they could snag a draw or two, because the one thing is, I saw a stat that was going into the World Cup. They had only scored like five goals in the last 14 games at Saudi Arabia, but they'd also only conceded nine. Hmm. So like, if they are, and based on the way they defended today, they might be able to keep a team out and nick some up. So they, they, they've given themselves a real chance of getting through. With the way Poland played today, Argentina will probably have struggle breaking them down because their main threat was getting in behind when Saudi Arabia played a high back line. Poland don't. Poland like to sit, and I feel like they're going to struggle to unlock them. So they probably will be panicking going into this second game. I do think they'll be able to break them down just because if you've got Messi, I think you can break anything down, provided you're having a decent day. Today, they had they had a bad day and Saudi Arabia had a really good one. I mean, there was still, it was still like two goals from two shots on target. Wasn't it? <laughs> it, is, it is a little bit of a freak occurrence. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think if there is, I think that we've got, Everything else done. And there's a game kicking off in four minutes, so that'll do us nicely. Uh, I aren't sure exactly when we... If, did, did we say England games Friday? Yeah. Yeah. We'll try and get one in before that, even if there's no KCE for surgical reasons. Uh, dealing with my deviated septum. Yeah. Well, I've told you, mate, you sh- you should, you're not what allowed I- to be that... You're not allowed to be that fat and on coke, I'm afraid. It just does, <laughs> doesn't work like that. Uh, it's always my favourite one for <laughs> celebrities, deviated septum, and then they come back with either a new nose or a new nose and a big pair of tits. So if yeah, I come uh, back with a big pair of tits, it's uh, it's it's not to be unexpected. And what if do I you come back, back with a big pair of tits? I was going to go, and if I come back with a big pair of tits, nothing's changed. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that will do us for episode 187 of Mike White's podcast. Great to see a good start for England. Hopefully it continues. I've been Jack. See ya. I'm in Casey. Have a good one. In a bit, guys.